Hey, welcome to the first show podcast video thing. It's called MN Ultra. We got a loon and stuff. It's really cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. MN Ultra Project. Hey, I'm sorry. Or Project right. MN Ultra. The Project of Stuff. Project yeah. of Stuff. Yeah, it's we, got it's loon. It's got stuff. Papers. Stuff. Hey, we should get a lady slipper in there, too. That's a, not a, a forensics thing. I'm talking about a plant, the flower. But we're talking is, about a bunch okay. of stuff tonight. Oh, not a, a bunch, but a little. Uh, we're going to talk about being a dick to scammers. I can say dick on a podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. We've got uh, the movie Brazil. It's an old movie. came out in 1984. Can we and, say that on the podcast? Uh, old movie? It came out in 1984. I think we can say that. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, this movie is... Uh, it's a cool movie, but I remember watching it way back then, and just I, I was just starting to open my eyes to how life really is. But I saw that movie and it blew me away. So it's, it's I made these guys watch it. And we're going to talk about it, and then Aaron has one more thing at some point. So well, I'll figure uh, it out. Yep. Uh, hello. Let's do that. That's yeah. I think. How are I think we? This, we should do a podcast. We're good. Yeah. We should do. Wow, that's like the uh, "Pop Goes the World" song by Men Without Hats. Because Johnny played oh. guitar, Jenny played bass. Name of the band is Human Race. They figure out how they, they make more movie, make more money on the movie screen. Now that that was the was that the record that actually has their logo, like the it no. looks like a street sign with the hat. No. Okay. All right. Yeah, I know. I've, I've I've got it right there. Oh yeah, I can see that from here. <laughs> I can see I, how stuff it, Joseph. Yeah. Sorry, it's real. Um, <laughs> it's real. But um, Brazil, the simple lyrics, though, and without Brazil. hats. Yeah, yeah. So you guys watched uh, Brazil. Yes. We want to go right into Brazil. Let's just go sure. right into it. If you don't mind, before we start, you guys have both seen it. Like Jeremy, I think you saw it a while ago, and JP, you've seen it numerous times, right? Yes. I, I first time I'd seen it was like a week ago. Okay. So I just there's our perspectives. You'll figure that out. So now, why, why did you suggest thoughts? Brazil? Oh me. Man, I don't like a lot of 80s movies. It's tough to describe uh, 80s sci-fi and 80s movies in general. I don't know what it is. They always seem dark. And Brazil to me is there was it's no very, sunlight, basically. No. In his dreams. Throughout any of it. Well, no, even even in the movie, like a lot of it is like this big city. No, I know. But, but, but no the only place light. there was sunlight was uh, in his dreams. And when they escaped the town, right? At yes. the end. Okay. Yep, but that's in his head. In his, that's in his head, yep. Yeah. Oh, Remember? fuck, that's right. Yeah, yeah, at the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. So, it's, uh, so the only mm -hmm. sunlight is actually in his escape. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, why did I suggest Brazil, I believe you asked? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it is almost an allegory for what we're experiencing now with the current uh, political, socioeconomic uh, morass that we're in at the moment. Um, I think it and it, it really gets into just how um, anesthetized people get to what's going on around them, especially and for the most part, like as, as you guys and I'll, I'm going to get your take as well. But um, the darker or the worse that the event is, the more it's ignored by the posh and the elite, you know. And it just I just thought it mirrors. Closely, it's like an allegory for what we're going. At. That's that's the only word I can really think of. So, what was your 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 guys's take on the movie? Jeremy, go ahead. Me? Um, yeah, I got to hear your take on it. Where to begin? Hold on. A <laughs> that's what, exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, even the way the movie opened. Do you remember right. how it opened? Yep. Uh, yep. Absolutely. That, that, no, uh, I don't. You don't. Well. The, it, it, Baby, it was a window that with all the shopping and all the oh, stuff, and as yes. the guy's pushing a baby, and then it blows stroller, up. Yep, and then, and then the logo comes out. Mm -hmm. I think that's how it was pitched too. So what are you gonna call it? Looks like the logo's coming out. So no, we need a name. Out. We call that's it Brazil. Right. <laughs> and it's gonna be just like a flourish, just a swoosh. So why did they call it Brazil? I don't know, but that was uh, missed on me. I, uh, Jeremy, give keep giving your take. I'm going to yeah. pull I, that up. I'm trying to. I'm just so bizarre. I'm trying. It's yeah, Monty. Mm -hmm. You know, Monty Python meets 
clockwork orange is kind of what holy I holy shit. Think of it. Wow. So that's an awesome observation. Yeah, go ahead. That's um, I never put that together. Right. I I'm trying to really figure out what the ducks meant. Like, is that like how communication is being spread? What is the deal with the ducks? Like there's ducks everywhere, like, they're like the air conditioning. Everything's got ducks. Ducks. Duck ducks. works. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here going, where in the fuck are the ducks? Dude, I was in you the same, I was in the the same like, I didn't remember any ducks all of a sudden. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm nodding my head, but yeah. No, but then I do remember one scene where they had this big giant cartoon duck like on a wall. It said like graffiti as they're going by or some shit like that. Like everything's like pneumatic mm-hmm. tubes and transit. I'm just trying to, like, what is the reference? What's the metaphor that he's trying um, to get at? Just uh, the simplicity that we the the ease of simplicity and ease of life that we want we'll get it but it's not going to come without its own stifling environment in one way or another be it socioeconomic be it physical be it so i think that just represents how the uh everything is just kind of claustrophobic that movie gave me that 100 percent, almost the entire thing and I mean, that's good direction. That's good writing. But a lot of movies from that era do that. So I kind of discredited that as I watched it. But the the duct work and all like the tubes coming out of walls when they were fixing shit. Yeah. Instant like it would the way I am. I instantly felt completely uneasy with that because you look at it and you go, nobody can work on this. Right. Right. But in the world of Brazil. There's a fucking million people who know how to work on it. Like they're all part of as long as you have whatever. A, the certain report. You have the seven yeah, reports correct. you got to fill out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was more yeah, like an idea of bureaucracy. Seven. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. full of that. Yeah. Just yeah. Absolutely. Insane, though, especially when uh, what's her name is trying to get uh, Mr. Buttle released, and she's like, "Got <laughs> oh, the goes, whole movie." You yeah. have to go to uh, information uh, reclamation, and she goes, "I was there. They sent me to you." And he goes, "Do you have your form uh, 52B?" What? And then you just your phone fifty two B. Where do I get that? Special reclamations. <laughs> and it wasn't. It's not just bureaucracy, too. To me, it was. Yeah, that's of course what it is. But the part that comes along with bureaucracy is the people who are in their little sector, right? Right. They know all yep. the paperwork for their sector, and they're lost in their own little world in there where they, they know everything there's to know about that thing. And when somebody comes in and doesn't know about it, they treat them like they're idiots or dirt yet. It's it's, and we see that all over the place. Like uh, for instance, techs in it, we almost have our own fucking language. We had people come in, we just start using all these fucking things and people look at us like we're idiots and uh, even audio or music. It all works that way. His name was Trent. He was a uh, uh, tech support for a phone company we used, a telco. And his name was, was Trent. Trent, and he was a dick. I mean, <laughs> this guy was a dick. You I hope know? you're not it's, using the poor guy's real name. Uh, I didn't name the Trent. Company. Sorry if you're out there. Trent, that motherfucker. Yeah, all you um, Trents. Um, yeah, Trent. Not as bad as the Daryls, but they're close. Oh damn! Um, a lot of Daryls and Trents are going to be downvoting this. Uh, but. Uh, Trent would just be rude, and he was—he just—if you didn't know what he knew, he was just very debasing uh, yeah. to you. And I'd tell him because you know, you guys know me. I'm, dude, <laughs> got a back burner that attitude, man. Okay, I don't know the shit. It's the first time I ever fucking touched it. All right, I'm trying yeah. to be nice. This is me being nice. You don't want to see anything else. Oh wow. But uh, anyway, uh, but Brazil, even the desensitized. Uh, uh, the way everyone was completely desensitized to what was going around them, like when there's a terrorist bombing in the restaurant and the waiters come over and apologize for the mess and you know, you look and there's blood and bodies everywhere and they just bring a partition. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, they're eating food. But like that, that, that's, I thank you for that segue. Yeah. Um, because they, it's like they're ordering the uh, duck fondue or flambe fucking filet mignon but then when they get their plates it's just a puddle of goo with a placard on it which this is what it tastes right. like this is what, ice cream scoopers of like mushed food yeah. that you order yeah um which i think in that i would say uh is comparative to um 
when you go to some of these highfalutin restaurants and you pay a hundred bucks for a for a, a dinner you know and you get like the little medallions of like little maybe maybe one ounce of meat you know with a little bit of sauce across them you know and then a streak of color of some kind you know yeah. potatoes yeah. i'm sorry those are extra mm-hmm. would you like two it just goes on the whole fact that because this restaurant tells you this is the best food you believe it when yes. in reality in this movie they're like no we shouldn't make it look all great it should look like slop on a fucking plate of different colors well and, yes yeah. but it, it nice little scoopy soups mm-hmm. and then but, not, not only that but the waiters like the interaction between the people and, and the waiters like that one waiter I, I forget the main character's name sorry it's Mr. Lowry? So fresh to me, yeah, Mr. Lowry. The waiter made him say the number he wanted. Say right? number. Which, to me, that sir. represents, like, he's he has to do what the restaurant tells him to do. He can't get off his script right. and be a human, yeah. right? Just painted yeah, another they, picture, yeah. And what did you think about the the screens that were all small, but they had the uh, magnifiers in front oh, of them? Oh, right, yeah. Where he worked? Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like... Because that, that was, was what, done. 80s, right? So yeah, they kind of they foretold a lot, foretold about a lot of stuff like screens everywhere. Shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plastic that, surgery, that, like was a huge oh, thing. Shit. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're yeah, absolutely the, right. And every time we saw that lady, she was like, it was worse and worse <laughs> and worse. So I think yep. isn't it once she's her bandage starts bleeding? Mm. It's like blood's running out of it or something. Right, right, right. Bye. But it would Beautiful. go up and down, too. Like, one went worse and worse, but his mom was fluctuating all over the place. Yeah, and then she went younger. The end, yeah. Yeah, she got real young. Yeah. Yeah, to- yeah I remember the dance sequence at mm-hmm. the end with her. Yeah. No, they, uh, but he, but even the, you know, I think he was really reaching for the future with the phone. Remember the phone was just that series of jacks. You pick it up, you, just, you know, oh, right. you get it in the right yeah. one. But, series yeah. of but I think he was, I think what he was actually, that, I mean, that's uh metaphor i guess for you what you'd say the complexity we have with cell phones nowadays i think yeah. he knew that we were gonna we were gonna convenience ourselves to such a degree that uh we're going to introduce complexities we never imagined okay that no that makes sense what you said makes sense i'm just trying to relate to it in today's day and age because today's day and age they're they're not necessarily making the devices more complex for the sake of complexion or being complex. <laughs> sorry being no, complex. I like that. We're, we're <laughs> going with that but they're they're more off they're removing people from being able to repair or work on those devices yep. yes so uh, like apple for instance Apple's apple doesn't want anybody source, opening yep. Yep. any of their shit right and if there's other companies doing it, but Apple's the one doing it. So it's honestly, it's like lost in bureaucracy when you want to go and get a device, even have them repair it and pay them full for it. They don't want central to do it. They services just want to replace it. Central service, yeah, 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 yeah. Because the air yep. conditioning breaks. They want and to get the, you lost in paperwork and inconvenience to get it done, right? And this movie does that all over the place. And De Niro. Oh, yeah. What awesome. The fuck. That is That's so cool. Wait. Yeah. When. So I'm a renegade refrigeration repairman, you know? So, okay, what I do. my question on that is, is De Niro real, or is De Niro like a Fight Club version of Lowry? Oh, fuck. Uh, well, actually, De Niro was... Because oh. that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but... No, I think I think he was real. You think he was real? I, okay. Cause I do, he because, does, but no, how because, he died, though. Who? How he died, to, honestly, like with Jeremy asking that question to me, how who died? that character died, uh, um, De Niro's, he died with all the paper all over him, didn't he? Yeah, he was still, well, in, that, the, he was still in the dream. He was still in Lowry's at, dream at, at the, the end, and then he disappeared on the, the paper. So yeah. to me, he was like a superhero, and he was actually the main character, and he just, like his alter ego. But shit, all of this movie could be a dream, right? Because we don't know what part of the sequence... I mean, the way the movie ended, just for, well, See, spoiler I always saw alert as, from 1980s, but right. it could I all always, have been in his head. But I I always thought that the De Niro we met, Tuttle, when we he actually came and fixed shit, I think that was real. And then he became part of Lowry's... Of his fantasy. Uh, yeah. His certainly. fantasy. Yeah. Because oh. he saw him as kind of a... He's a superhero. He's doing things that he wouldn't do. Outside you know? the norm. But, not following the rules. Hold on a 
uh, to just to not, I'm not playing devil's advocate, but how the hell in his dreams did he have that girl then? Because he had never met her before. They were she was in his dreams, and mm-hmm. then he met her. Uh, it's just that cosmic connection kind of deal. Maybe okay, so maybe that represents he's daydreaming, and then in real life he meets somebody in one of his daydreams, right. so it super connects to him. So okay. I, yeah, that's probably close. Uh, yeah, this movie has a ton of fucking depth. It's bizarre. It's almost like uh, what's his name, um, Terrence. Uh, Terrence Malick. Thin red. Terrence Malick. It's kind of like uh, Terrence Malick on acid. It also sped up quite a bit. Malick movies are generally slower. They give people and scenes a chance to breathe. That. Brazil, not a lot of breathing. Yeah, there there are slower scenes, but there's always chaos going on. Like, he, he, remember when he he took the? I don't know why this sticks with me. I don't even know what it means. But when he took the uh, uh, promotion, his yes. first day, his boss has all those people following him, asking right. him yes and no questions, and right. they're just constantly walking around all over the place. What the hell was that? That's bureaucracy. That is the that is sure like corporate that's like being in that corporate uh madness you know the the vice president the assistant vice president the executive vice president you know just just all kinds of underling terms you know but they're all caught they're all uh, peers and i get it because like all of his answers they're uneducated they have to be right because there's no way he could honestly answer those questions with proper research because there's so many coming at them right right yeah, but I think that's where they're getting to the rubber stamp attitude. Sure. Yep, yeah, I sure. Gotcha. Yeah, just go for it. Just keep it under 10 grand. Okay, here, go, get. You know? So that's corporate. So what was his job before that then? He was uh, working in just the deeper it was like uh, air, aspects of government. It was, he was air like correction, the, wasn't it? So he was, because he yeah. found the air for when uh, the, the other Tuttle or whatever the, his name right. was actually got yeah, killed. Yeah, he found yeah, and so it's not our fault. It's 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 a special investigations mistake. Yeah. Yep. It's like, so what, oh, what does that oh, represent though? Like that is error correcting. Is that them just trying to cover their own ass? So they had to make yep, an entire department is. for it. Well, that's just actually. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Sylvia, you asked about the name of Brazil. Well, Sylvia. Abatazi, in her article, Salman Rusty's The Location of Brazil, the Imaginary Homelands of the Fantastic Lit- Literature, stresses even further importance about that the soundtrack had upon the movie's plot and meaning, she suggests. The opening question, where is, uh, where is Gilliam's Brazil, may be answered quite literally in a song, just as it is, as it is um, the, it's the movie. The, uh, uh, Kate Bush recorded the original song, Brazil. So it's like, it's the song name was Brazil. The song name is Brazil, and it. Um, I'm reading, reading, reading. I wonder if that was made before the movie. Uh yes, it was. It oh, was, okay. So gosh, maybe this. Okay. I th- it's 1939, actually. Oh, uh, holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the so the basically. basically there's, There's uh, a description of the song. song. It's, like, it's like, this place, this place is, is a metallurgy city, city where everything is covered, covered by gray metallic dust. dust. Even, Even the beach is completely covered, covered by dust. It's really, really dusky. dusky. The sun's, the sun's going, going down, down and it's very beautiful. beautiful. The contrast, contrast is extraordinary. And I had this image of a man sitting there in this sordid beach with a portable radio tuned into those escapist Latin songs like Brazil. And the music took him away and made the world less blue to him. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, because I mean, you got to think like when they made this movie. Now, it was was it a movie that wasn't based on a book or anything like that? No. Okay, so this would this was eighty four. Eight uh, nineteen eighty five. Eighty five. Okay, you got to think of the world in eighty five. Well, amp- we had- amplified in the eighties way, right? Because the eighties right. is perfect at that shit. I'm just curious, like how they it's. Um, 85, was it January? Happening. January of 85 when the uh, Challenger blew up? 
Was that 85? Wasn't 84? Oh, let me look it up here. Challenge. So it's either 85 or 86, I would dare say. Challenger explosion. In fact, I'm going to go with 80... 86. January 28th of 86. Had January, right? Beep, 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 beep. Maybe Fucking it's one of those Hoskins. Mandela effects. It was actually 1984. <laughs> uh, Bob Hoskins uh, was great in that one, too, because you didn't even re rec realize it was him. He was the, yeah, he was one of the... Uh, What's this? I don't know. Oh, he's uh, uh, Mario Brothers. He's one of the Central Services yes. repairmen. Yes, thank Central you. Central Services. <laughs> this is Mario yes. from Mario Brothers. Yes. Fucking dude opposite John Leguizamo. Anyway, yeah, like, go ahead. Yeah. I don't know movie. a re real name. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, it's like, just say Mario. Yeah. Mar Mario. Yeah, he was one of the fixer uh, up guys from Central Services. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, that really blew me away that he was in there. It blew me away that he was in there, and then also, like I said, De Niro. The others, I mean, it's like a, it's a British movie. You'd expect that. Of course, it took me a while to realize that Bob Hoskins was actually British. But who am I, right? I didn't. That makes sense. I didn't realize that either. Well, I mean, the English accent wouldn't give it away. Well, you at can all fake, for me. They can right? fake an English accent. The fakening? Is that like the fabbing? Yes. No, no, I like exactly. it. I, we should yeah. make that a thing. The fakening. Did, did I say fakening? It's well, it came out like that. Oh, okay. a marble or two rolling around in there. It's one here. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, Mario. He didn't have an English accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's a me. It, it's a me, Mario. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's. Did he have an Italian accent though? I would say a stereotypical Italian trying to speak English, like fresh off the boat. Oh yeah. Yeah. But the yeah. cliched version. Correct. I well, come from my country to come to your country. So I'll be completely honest with you. It, it might be cliched, but it's uh, based on truth. <laughs> I watched this. We're trying to figure out how to make a pizza sauce. And there was a dude who he's an older guy. He's probably in his low 70s. Sounded just like it. Everything had an A at the end of it. It was it was. Yeah. Right on the button. We uh, make a the tomato. Uh. Yeah. You sure it was a real Italian guy? Not a spoof? Just yes. Totally no, no, it was a real dude. Real, yep, real dude. Okay. What else? Yeah. What else on Brazil? What was the deal uh, with the Shogun? I didn't get that. In his dreams. The giant. Oh, in his dreams. I think that, yes. was, I think that was just representative of uh, uh, his travails. The rocks in his river, as it were. You know, the that was everything that he was constantly buttoned up against. You know, like he... He's going to work. He doesn't want to work. He hates his fucking job. Um, you know, he just wants to. He's he's probably he's very. I think Sam Lowry in a in another uh, existence would be probably an artist or a musician. You know, I mean, he had that he had that creative bent to him, and I think that's why he was unfulfilled in his life to where he finally just went into his dreams and said, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." Pulled the ripcord. Grabbed his pudding, said, fuck off. See ya. Out he went. It's weird how they did represent it in a Shogun-like figure that when you would cut at it and fire would come out. But did, how did they do that? Yeah. were those effects that were those fucking stone mm -hmm. hands come out of the ground and just yep. grab him? You know? Some help. And I swear to God, like, some of the shit feels like it... I, I, some of it came out of Dune. I don't know if that came out around a similar time, but uh, the, the cages with people in them and... Like the, yeah, the weird creatures. But, but I think it, it kind of... Now, if we take that and we lay it over today, you know, we're kind of... I mean, yeah, we got plenty of sunshine, but it's a, it's it's almost a model. It's almost an allegory of what we're, we're experiencing today with just the, the constant influx of data, the constant influx of uh, derivative information, most of which isn't true. You know, and having to disseminate and discern and try to figure out where your path is, all the while trying to keep that upward mobility on your, you know, your paycheck, if that makes any sense. Yep. You know, it's yep. just like, it, it's, there's, there, you know, the uh, work will set you free or whatever it is. Um, That's been around since before all of this, though. Right. But yeah. still, that, that, um, Maybe it's, that's yeah. still threaded through the movie, though. True. Know? True. Yeah. Um, and... But if you look now, you know, we're just like fucking rats in a maze, you know, just keeping that wheel going, you know, trying to 
get through there, but there's really no reward. You know, yeah, here's a nibble sure. of cheese. There you go, you little fucker. One thing, yeah. it's cool to look at this, like how it is good at mapping what we're seeing today, but I, I had fun looking at the misses. Like the shit it missed, the shit, like, oh, you, know, yeah. you got to think, sitting in 1984 and 1985 and trying to predict, all right, if this did happen, what it would turn into. And the one thing of connecting everything together in the age of information is what we called it with, you know, the internet. Right. But what came after that was everybody realized, okay, with information comes misinformation. And I would say in the aughts, the, the 2000s, it's becoming the age of misinformation because people are realizing, well, wait a minute, now that we're all connected, yeah. Anyone what are we gaining from easy. this? It's easy to get shit out there and make people believe it. So, I mean, Brazil didn't hit that very much, right? But they were, the, the propaganda was there. It wasn't necessarily sure. misinformation, but the propaganda was there, you know? I, I would say the propaganda was at the same rate it was in, like, World War Two. Right. Well, and it kind of had that right. same flavor, like, you know, when um, in Blade Runner, where they're talking about, you know, a new life awaits you. And the off-world colleges, sure. yeah. you know, it kind of had that troopers. same flavor, you know. Yeah, uh, I got you. It could have been almost gives also that you just had, didn't have enough freedom, right? The government ran it. Central ah, services true. ran everything and controlled everything, That's so you point. didn't you didn't really have a say. Yeah, their and, government has uh, a lot more control, outward uh, control too. Like they're showing people how much they have. Right. And like uh, Orwell's 84, 1984 was a uh, kind of an inspiration for him too. Sure. Yep. Um, that totally makes sense. But yeah, yeah, it's just crazy what um, just the um, the impact it had on me at the time because I had just started to I don't know open my eyes. I How guess. How old were you at this time? Just it helps. Four. Uh, Eighty four. I would have been twenty. <laughs> yeah, I was four. Just got out of Canada, Mexico. You know, cool. Hiking. Uh, at twenty three. Okay, got it. Yeah, yep. 23, you're 24. Still, you're still forming shit. Got it. Yeah, so, but, uh, I'm sorry, no, 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 that's when I got to Utah. That would have been uh, 27. I was 27 when I saw it. Still, yep. Yeah, and I, was, and, and I was just starting to open my eyes. I mean, I was still an idiot, but um, I did just started to open my eyes just to how life is and how to deal with, how to start dealing with this fucking backlog of fucking mental miasma I've got just from my childhood alone. Right. But, mm -hmm. um, I remember watching that movie, and I just remember being so impacted by it, even the way it ended. The titles are rolling, and I'm just sitting there, just literally, just dumbfounded. I, I watched the whole, I never watched titles, and I wasn't really watching the titles. I was just like, what the fuck just happened? Pro you know? Processing. Yeah. yeah, processing, and it stuck with me, man, that movie, because there was just a little thing in the back of my head that said, foreshadowing. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a straight, yeah, uh, straight, straight ripoff from 1984? How that end? Doesn't he just go uh, straight into his head? No, no. It's I'm a trying to remember. Fucking just a dry, I've sad ending. Never read it. How did oh, 1984 end? Well, um, basically, him and the girl, because love is illegal, but he, him and this chick fall in love. So they're sneaking around, you know, and then one day they're off, you know, just on one of their trysts, and all of a sudden the. Uh, because there's always the leader on TV, you know, telling you how good you are or what you should be doing, blah, blah, blah. And the grape falls from the wall while they're, like, having a little tryst. And the uh, it's the face. And it says, don't move, you know, authority, blah, blah, blah. So they're arrested and tried and convicted. But then they're separated and they can't. And they're very in love. It's John Hurt, actually, who's in the movie. Yeah. And um, they, uh, so they see each other. Later, and they walk by, they don't even make eye contact, you know? And then that's how the fucking movie ends. And I'm like, that's not sad. Oh, wow. You're talking yeah. 1984, the movie? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a sad, sad dystopic look. At least Brazil, you had some laughs. You go, right. oh, hey, well, that's not happening to me, thank God. Yeah, his head was a beautiful place. Sorry, man. I got fucking chapped lips. Like no, that's all good. Son of a bitch. I think it was 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 it 1984? There's a lot of quotes that come out of there. I'm pretty sure in 1984. Correct me if I'm wrong. They mentioned socialism or whatever they call it. Oh yeah, how it's very very socialist. And, 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 and they were always at war with uh, yep. 
They mm-hmm. were always at war with this other country, like a, you know. But they uh, brought up a, other country. Uh, other is that what did they call it? Was it no? You made that up. No, it's no. like unobtainium ish. Yeah, no, they they would say that in socialism in 1984, uh, it was what, how did the quote go? The Socialists don't give a fuck about the poor. They just hate the rich. Oh, that's good. So, like, when you see all the socialist stuff about saying how we're going to help people get out of debt and help the poor, it's not really what it is. It's they hate the rich. This is just in the book 1984. I'm not saying anything else, but yeah. that that was a cool way so of looking is a, at that. The, the country that, or the super state they are in is called Oceana. Ah, and, okay. Um, they're always at war at war um, with this other country and it, yeah. but nobody ever sees anybody go there or go to war come to hear about it and how Actually, they're winning it, it, it's with two different countries right so it's either Ocean is at war with one or they decide that they're at war with the other one and yeah, they, they these two are working. always Three. No, they're just always at war mm, with each I think, other. I think there's three. I thought you, you could you could more than likely be right. And the government decides, or the people? Oh, the people do what they're fucking told. That is it. Oh, okay, that yeah, that makes sense. Okay, thought police and all that fun shit. Actually, uh, yes. The it's funny you say that because uh, they're constantly under surveillance by the thought police. That's where it came from. 1984. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the police state. Yeah, he, he's a this guy who works in the Ministry of Truth, rewriting history in accordance with the dictates of the party and the supreme leader, Big Brother. <laughs> All right, back to Brazil. Final thoughts. Yeah, good. Uh, it's good, a bad, great, great movie. It's a fantastic movie. I think I think everybody should see it. Uh, and you see it when you see it. You you put your phone down, face down, put it on silent. Yeah, or turn it off, whatever, so you can actually watch it and not sit there and, oh, well, uh, pay attention to it. Because there's a lot of, because y'all motherfuckers could learn something. Wow. Words to live by. What do you got next? What's up, what's up on the docket? No. What else? Oh, 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 oh. So, um, the other day, every once in a while, my niece will uh, send me a message in um, Instagram, right? Nikki. And uh, say, hey, what are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. That's it. Well, every once in a while, I get one and say, hi. Okay. Hi. And then I, you know, because I'm hardly ever on Instagram, so I was like, forget about it. Pick up my phone. Well, how are you doing? You know, it's like three days ago. I'm like, I am fine. How are you? You know, and then um, I'm telling Brenda about it. Brenda's like, I don't think that's Nikki. I'm like, I don't think that's Nikki either. And she goes, well, why are you texting back with them? I said, because I like to play with people. And uh, so I basically kept going back and forth with this guy. Um, and I, f- I wanted to make sure that I wasn't wrong. Uh, I'm going to bring up the text I sent you, Aaron, because that's right. S- oh, no, no, no. Make Duh. sure not to show phone numbers. No, no, no. I don't have to do that now. I'm doing something else because that's what I do. That's who I am. There we go. Hello. Good to see you. Nice. Nice. Uh, so basically, it's like, how are you doing today? Fine. How are you? I'm good. That's her. How's everything going there? That's where I knew it wasn't Nikki. <laughs> what? Okay. All right. We don't. Yeah. No, no. Because so is this the same number and everything? Or uh, are you just... So somebody hacked her they, account? They hacked yeah. her account, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So then it's like... Uh, the, there was an there was an apostrophe between the W and the S, and yeah, that wouldn't be okay. there if if Nikki had written it. I, I'm not saying you're dumb, Nikki. I'm not saying that. All. I'm just saying you don't do a lot of punctuating. You know, we've texted before. We've talked about this, all right? Uh, so I said we're healthy. How about you and the kids? Good. Have you heard about the program we were discussing before? <laughs> and. Uh, 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 Wait, this is honestly thing. how they approach it? Yeah. Have you uh, heard about the program yeah, we well, were discussing before? She had asked before. me like a week ago, uh, or she, I, oh, she had, have you heard of this? Okay. Said, and she sent me this thing, right? And uh, I said, I have not. I said, hey, I meant, uh, and then right now I'm like, all right, let's dial it up a little. I said, 
Hey. The, the hook's out there. You're thrown out. Yeah. You, yeah. I meant to ask you, did Paul get the hitch for the boat? And uh, <laughs> there's no fucking Paul yeah. at all. You know, so I'm because I'm ready too. Because if that would have been Nikki, Nikki would have said, "Paul, what are you talking about?" I said, "Oh, sorry, uh, new phone. Who dis?" Or you know, right? Um, but uh, she comes back with, "No," and I'm like, and she goes, "It's a specific program for those who need assistance paying for bills, buying a house, starting their own business, support the retired, widow, unemployed, full part-time workers, disabled, and student." Have you aware? Oh boy. oh, boy. And I said, tell me more. I uh, am not aware. I said, oh, I said, can you ask uh, Paul to call me tonight? I got his money. I just need to know where he wants me to send it. Because I lost his Ven Venmo info, unless you have it. Okay, I have it. Oh, man. <laughs> Sweet. You can use pen pal, PayPal to send it. Okay, give me the address. Was it 1500 or 1575 and oh man, I just heard about because <laughs> it's me. Oh man, I just heard about Daryl and Micah. They uh, the baby had a miscarriage or something. And this is you uh, sending this to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I said, bummer, am I right? And uh, we should do something a card or flowers, yes? Yep. And, uh, and then Nikki says, I was only with the cash app information. <laughs> what do you mean? No remorse, that asshole. Yeah. Don't care about any of that. And then, um, <laughs> let me get some other guy. There we go. And then she, I, uh, I was only with the cash app information. I said, what do you mean? And then they sent me this James hyphen Jones hyphen 1602. That's his, uh, Venmo address. I'm like, hmm. Wait, okay. Uh, he literally you sent you his Venmo address. Huh? He, said, he said, you can send it to this Venmo info is 1575. Are you there? Uh, then Nikki Thorson 2020 started a video chat. Video chat ended. I didn't pick it up. Said, Wait, yeah. This person was going to try and video chat you? Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that. But they're not Nikki. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, right. I'm just, I know. I know. They probably have like a, maybe it's just a moving... Uh, a still image. Cardboard cutout. <laughs> Sorry, my camera's not working. How are you? It's yeah, a deep yeah, fake they've already sense. created. <laughs> and it's like some Jersey guy. Yo, how are you? It's Nikki. Yo, so, what the fuck? Just to pause, you can't make a Venmo account and accept money unless you attach your bank account to it. Mm. This person's an idiot. It's like if you report them to Venmo, I think that unless yeah, they have you know some what? other outside like they could, bank. They could probably just, uh, they, they, obviously they have a system. Yeah. Uh, are you there? I said, yeah. I'm at the hospital with Daryl. Does he still <laughs> That's have? What I, <laughs> I said, does does he still have the cooked fish allergies? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll send the money over in a bit. Huh? Okay. Does he? Yes. I hope you're doing that so I can let Paul know you sent it. Shit, 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 shit. Do not come home. And I send a video because Will, Will sent me a video Saturday from the people getting shot down the street. Not the literally cops. the crime, just the cops. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Jesus panning, Christ. Yeah. And there's a space where my car was, you know, and then he pans and you get a fucking billion cop cars. So I. Shit, 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 do not come home. He said, where's the lockbox? I said, I'm gone, babe. They're raiding Brian's place. I'm taking the Jeep. We're going to have to go separately. I'll meet you in Juarez on Wednesday. Tell Paul about Brian. Did you so, get a response? Yeah. After all that? So when are you getting that sent again? Is the response. Are you high? There's like 20 cop cars outside. You're looking at 30 years if they, if they catch you, and you're worried about a paltry 1500. This is why we got divorced. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> I need the key to the lockbox. Where did you put it? And um, then they went away of, after they, that. They went probably, away after yeah. that. Imagine the Google Translate to whatever language they speak natively. 
this them trying to figure out what you're saying like what, what? the fuck is wrong with this person like they need help should have started sending and pictures i do have <laughs> yeah, he did send some yeah the cop cars everywhere everywhere and there is a little more oh, that's great um after all of that yeah oh shit uh, and okay this is why we got divorced i need the key to, to the lockbox where did you put it i'm also trying to fix things out here that's what they came back with <laughs> like i'm like i uh, you get a prop russian yeah. judge russian judges like that one you have to admit the effort on that yeah. right that was decent I english mean, and yeah. and attempt was made mm -hmm. and i said where's the key Hey, they just walked Paul out of Brian's house in handcuffs. What the fuck, Nix? By fixing things, do you mean you flipped? We're going to talk about this in Juarez, and you can pay for your own sex change after this. That's how it ended? Next oh, day. God. What the nine, fuck? 9.26 a.m. How are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> You got a lot of nerve, Nick. Paul never made it to the cop shop. What the fuck did you do? You haven't sent the money. Why would I send the money when Paul's gone missing? This is Prague all over. You're a piece of work. Just go back to Dontarius. Seen 18 hours ago. That was it. So, okay. they, wait a minute. Did you say seen like they were sending you read request? Uh, you knew when they were reading your messages. That is the worst fucking con artist. Yeah. But it was fun. We had fun. Oh I'm my gonna, god! I'm gonna have him over for cheese. Man, that is. Uh... Yeah, that was hilarious. But the, you know, like I said, it was so cool to be able to send the video because I had that. It's like, look outside, man. <laughs> I'm. Trying to fix things out here. That was. I mean, they're not lying, right? I no, mean, if you're that, that people online, really... you're probably trying to fix things out there, right? Because right. I had kind of a Sicario. <laughs> that, that little one comment had a Sicario bent to it, just a little bit, you know? You, tell me you saw Sicario, Aaron. Sicario? No. No. What is it? Jeremy? I've seen it. Thank, Thank you. Yes. Thank you. There's fucking God in the world. Write that down, Aaron. You how will. Do I, how do I spell it? S I C A R O R I O, I think. Sicario. Sicario. It's relatively Sicario. new. From Sicario. 2015. Yeah, the Sicario and Sicario 2. Um, really fucking, it's gritty. It's, oh, it's the uh, dude who did uh, the Blade Runner movie. Yep. Yeah, you'd, uh, you would huh. appreciate that one. I like it. Yeah, both. The, did you see both of them, Jeremy? I have not seen the second one, I don't believe. <laughs> the second one is uh, gnarlier, but the first one is definitely grittier. Did the first one leave it open for a decent sequel, or was it forced? I'm trying to remember. Well, the way I think it, ends, it left it they, open. They end it very realistic. I okay. mean, it, it doesn't, yeah. you know, life doesn't end with, you know, a closing tune. You know, so I, I think that's how they approach the end and so that when the when the sequel came out it's like oh well it makes sense i guess yes let's do that all right we'll do a sequel all right we'll do a bloody sequel you dirt prick oh we got more tea hollywood's got a lot of brits in it is it a british movie no well what the fuck man it just comes out that way it's in my head and then it leaks out places you, this man here lives in a world where all of the directors and actors are like british somehow well actually everybody yeah. Yeah, all, all the all, good ones all, are apparently yeah well every yeah no everyone becomes english in my head but you hate uh well you should hate hugh grant because <laughs> I, I know I, you I don't, don't. No, no comment just, it's his face he always looks like he farted and he doesn't like the smell of it yeah. trying to i just can't finish I, I like finishing sentences, mind you. But I like you, Grant. He was in an 80s um, 
cult movie called The Lair of the White Worm, early 80s. I think I'm going to tell you why it was a cult movie and never got really super big. <laughs> Don't so we call it really shitty movies now? In it. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Movies that five people watched, all that cult movie. <laughs> no, no, it's it's actually it's got quite the cult following. I mean, I don't know how well it did in the theater one way or another, but um, it's a it's a twisted fucking movie about this vampire queen and shit, and she's got this big fucking white worm that comes around every hundred years, and she's got to make sure it's got enough fucking blood and shit. And if she doesn't, it eats her, and she doesn't want to get eaten, so she gets other people to come and give up their blood and get eaten and shit. And so it's that's what it's about. But it's got some really viciously twisted imagery kind of stuff that like you wouldn't want to do mushrooms or acid or anything like that from what i've read yeah, um, the, in the, the books yeah in the books uh, yep. um you wouldn't want to do do that and watch this movie the layer of the white worm you are right comedy horror 1988 comedy well the way you like showed it there didn't sound i've never I, I don't know where they're coming in with it's the a, comedy it's a bram stoker novel Brand. I bet it was a serious a movie. Stoker? Yeah, it was serious, but they put uh, Hugh Grant in it, so they're like, well, <laughs> like "Fuck, just, now we got to oh, call no, it out the comedy." You know, it's, it's really weird watching him in it because he's so serious. You know, just that's a oh, weird movie for him to be know. in. Yeah, he's young. That was like going to his first movie. Sure. Okay, I gotcha. I might have to go watch that. Yeah, it's tough for me to imagine. I might have to watch that too. How he would, Daisy? how that would work. I, I, yeah. At the time, you know, it's like look at uh, there's another '80s movie, '84ish, uh, The Keep with uh, yeah Scott Glenn. Um, you know who he is, right? You know who he is. Trust me, you fucking know who he is. Just Google him, you'll go, oh, that guy. I know that guy. Um, but had Scott Glenn, Jurgen Perchow, Gabriel Byrne. I mean, it it had some fucking young talent in it, and it's just crazy that they're all like in one place. You know, what was the name of the movie? Oh, I, I know Scott Glenn. Yeah, the keep, the oh, keep, the keep. Yep. Yeah, and I think, I think it was directed by Michael Mann. I could be wrong. Uh, Michael Miami Mann. Vice. It was Michael Mann. Yeah. Because uh, all the lighting that you had in Miami Vice, you know, with the little blue and the pastels, sure, yeah. the lights are always shining. Yeah. Everyone come through the window like like moonlight that's shining at an oblique angle. You know, it just it doesn't work like that. But anyway. Um, he brought that to the keep. So you got like where they're walking around from the back of the keep and there's obvious it's just World War Two. There's not like street lights and shit back there, you know, but, you know, they're coming out and it's, you just got this mist. You got the blurs just right, you know, and the light. Whew, you see the light rays. It's, but it's, it's pretty good because the keep's about this uh, castle in Hungary that's based on this fucking weird castle in outside Hungary, just a little outside. But it's built from the outside in. Because when you build a castle, you build the large stones on the outside, and they get smaller as you go inside. But this one's the opposite, and there's these gold crosses along the inner part. And, yeah, and it was the not to keep people in it, right? Instead oh. of keeping armies from the outside coming in, right? But not quite yeah. peak. Well, well, I know. Well, in this movie, it's supernatural, but it was, yeah. it, it was the devil. Oh, was it now? Yeah, so they were keeping him locked up in there, and then the Nazis, you know, they see gold, a lot gold. <laughs> 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 They're from us. Nazis go Australia. Yeah, uh, well, Kai, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> I mean, there's got to be one British guy who just turned out to love Hitler and the Nazis, right? So there you go. <laughs> All the Nazis had that British accent. <laughs> See, Kyle. It wasn't so, so bad, boy. Yeah. <laughs> they got co-opted um, quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Australian Nazi. Yeah. Say, hi, mate. Um, but anyway, fuck, where was I? I don't know. Sorry. I, the I don't know, man. So I think far, words with stuff. Path. Um, what was that? Where, where were we? What was our. What, where, where, we were talking corner. about. No, there, there was no we. <laughs> it was just you. You got this. No, what, no, you why, got where, this. where did this begin? The, it was at the keep. Then we got to the castle. Then we went to Hugh Grant, and let's backtrack from no, Hugh no, Grant. No, we so. And then we went to the keep. See, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I saw what you did. It's much more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So see the keep. In other words, see the keep. See Brazil. No, it's it's. Yep. That, that's those are our words to live by. Brazil. But the keep is no. It's it's worth a single viewing because it's like 
and the music is Tangerine fucking Dream. Um, no, no, don't make that face. Tangerine Dream was big in their time, but sure. about the time when they did the soundtrack, they were kind of the edge of their shelf life, you know? So it was like, it doesn't hold up, but it's not any worse than, um, what was that fucking movie of Matthew Broderick and Rutger Hauer, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, the fucking, he's a little squire dude in Rutger Hauer's this knight who can only come out during the day and Michelle Pfeiffer's this blah, 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 that can only come out at night and they they could never meet each other because this fucking wizard cardinal dude was a Dangerous Minds. Okay, and I had to, you said Michelle Pfeiffer, and I had to go to Dangerous Minds. The only one. Terrible, yeah. yeah. Lady Hawk. What, what lies beneath? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lady Hawk. What was Hawk. it called? Lady Hawk. Okay. Oh, well, what it lies it could be any worse than Dune's music. Yes. So now yes. we're only talking about movies between 1983 and 1985, guys. <laughs> we got uh, this, Lady this, Hawk. Yeah. Sorry, narrow scope. Lady Hawk has a soundtrack worse than Flash Gordon. Oh, Okay. Queen did that soundtrack, and don't get me wrong, I'm not just a queen, but it's like, no, nope. flash, ah, it's a motherfucking miracle, something like that. <laughs> <I'm> probably... <laughs> Horrible. Right. There we go. That's uh, I don't think that's how it goes. So, Aaron, yeah. you had something else. Nope, we've gone on long enough for this. Okay. I think we're at we're at <laughs> yeah, one hour. Let's no, no. My Dude, it's wrap not, her up. It's not me. It's time to wrap her up. It's not me oh, telling you that you talk guys. too much. We talk too much collectively. It's Dream not us, it's you. No, I'm telling you, night. when you do these things, if people out there, if you ever do a podcast, an hour will go by in the matter of no time at all. Yes. So have fun with that. So yes. we'll wrap it up. I just yeah. spread the peanut butter. I was going to say, JP, send us home, but I don't know if that you're capable of doing that. <laughs> I don't have... Uh, I, I don't have... Do I? Have, oh, I think I might be able to send us out uh, this weekend uh, over at the uh, the the Goldfish Review. Is that the name of the place? They got the uh, bunch of music coming. Can have the Spirochetes, the Narwhal Substream, Weaving Beavers, Pop Sockets, Fishing Brokers, and the Vortex of Chaos. Oh, special guest star, Mutual Deterrence. Uh, their first album, The Politics of Despair, just went number one on the Billboard charts. It's going to be a great concert. See you there. All right. Later. Well, tune in for that. That'll be on NPR. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. If we're on NPR, if we're on NPR, we talk like this. <laughs>